own journey. You know, you you made it to a point now and Mm -hmm. like you're working on it where it's like you see your body as something that is like is healthy and is able to like do the things that you need it to do. So I was curious about like ways that um, you got there. If you're keen to share that, because I know it's mm. a big top, like it's very personal. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about how how I got to this point. Yeah. Honestly, it it's been like hmm. There's a lot of different aspects to it. I think primarily because I knew that part part of where this comes from is um knowing that my family has sort of um health conditions that have impacted them and you know watching family members go to hospital get surgery or you know get emergency sort of intervention medical intervention related to their health it that was one of the things and knowing my family's history with body weight but also the other medical conditions it's like yes i know you need to do something but what if that something was rather not was not necessarily losing weight it was changing how i viewed myself and then making those small steps to you know eating healthy in the grand scheme of things on top of you know being staying active so that was that was part of the journey and I'm still on that journey mm. to to that because I know one of the things that we touched on in our conversation related to this when we were planning this out was that whole idea of fitness and we all know people who go to gym um and particularly our PT friends um we did touch on we did touch on that but we'll, we'll I think we'll explore that a bit later on but that is really how like you know I've tried going on diets I saw I saw the whole yo-yoing thing yes yes it did happen uh so it was that's it was a slow slow journey to being like well this is what we're working with um so why not make the best of it and um you know get that self-agency in and I think having now lived alone for the past little while six months um up here in the remotest arguably the remotest metro area in all of Australia um it has been it has been a very interesting journey to go on that whole like yeah you can eat healthy right because you live won't impact your your way of trying to get to a, a point where you want to be healthy uh, right so you know it, it is it is a long process and i want to you know put that out there is that you know you're not going to immediately wake up the next day and be like yeah. wow I'm so healthy. Yeah. End of all my problems gone. No, miracle question doesn't work like that for us in this context. So, yeah. 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 And I love that you acknowledge that because it is such a journey. Like, you know, when I had that hypothetical example of someone like being stuck in a family and wanting to unlearn it, like that is like the start of the journey, but it goes. Mm. And I think it's a never, I almost think anyway, it is a never-ending journey because 
of the society that we live in. Like mm-hmm. even if you yourself get to a stage where you're like, I feel like, you know, I can see my worth in other things. I don't put more of my worth on my body or even none of my worth on my body. My body's just my body. Mm-hmm. Um, you will, you'll always still see, you know, the infl- like people on social media or people in your life still subscribing to that. So it's almost like there's always going to be moments where you have to then deal with it or manage it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it is definitely a never-ending journey. But, um, yeah. Yeah, and you touched on something there with the whole fitness and PTing thing. That, And this is where, again, it's the layers on layers on layers. Body image being how you feel about your body um, and then the layer of health. And the layer mm. of like how people do have predispositions to certain health conditions that might be related to um, like your body and how your body is and maybe what you eat and how you move. So there's like that part of it as well. And I've been grappling a lot with myself, but also for the young people where that balances of like promoting health, you know, mm. like to move, to sleep well, to eat well. Yeah. But also not to but also like not to go into the whole like um it's because you need to look a certain way. Does that oh, kind of like, like oh it's the, my yeah. does that make sense? Because like I'm I always want to be like I want to promote health, but I don't want to promote like you need to look a certain way. Hmm. Um so I think that's how I've been balancing it is really focusing on the health side of things. If a young person hmm. comes in and they're like, oh, I'm not sleeping well. Then I then I start to ask like how their sleep is, like how are they eating, and just sort of like, you know, that's outside of my scope of practice with eating and stuff. Like that's mm. maybe that's like a dietitian nutrition thing, but mm-hmm. just maybe I guess for me, I see my role as like um, just acknowledging it or like planting the seed of like mental health and physical health are quite related. Mm. And it's like a holistic way of looking at things. Um, yeah. So, oh, it's so interesting. And that's why <laughs> I had, I wanted to start with what is body image. Because for me, mm. for so long, it was, it was so tied in with health and what you look like. Mm. Um, and it, it might still do, but in my head, it, it, it helps me to separate it. I don't know, because mm-hmm. that's maybe just my brain trying to, like, understand it. That body image being, like, how you feel about yourself when you look in the mirror and health being like on the like separate to it even though I know Mm -hmm. it's not separate it's just in my head I have to like separate them yeah yeah probably just the way I deal with it and how I try and then help like the young people see the concepts as a bit different a bit separate Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Look, I know you touched on this a little bit in what you shared with me, and I and it it sort of unlocked a past memory that I've had engaging with a young person when I used to work in high schools, and this was like a what was it year nine, year ten kid, oh. and they were saying, "Oh, sir, do you go to gym?" And I was like, "Yeah." why why did you ask and I was like oh I'm going to gym after after school today I'm like wait you're how old again in my brain I was like you're 14 what are you yeah. doing going to gym what is happening and then yeah. I realized and it's like no there are there are a number of young people on social media and particularly on snapchat um yeah. that do 
go in gym for aesthetic purposes. Yeah, right. And I think we're going to now enter that wild, wild world of fitness and (laughs) aesthetics because we're already here. Yeah, it's a natural progression. Oh, that natural progression. And (gasps) what is so hard, I think, I think for me, when I first went to gym, it was about that whole, like, getting to that point where, oh, yeah, you you know, we'll, we'll get to a stage where... It will be aesthetically good, but like since then, it, I've sort of morphed into the um, idea that aesthetics is not everything. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, be super muscular to therefore be, you know, to that that whole idea of aesthetics equals a sense of worth mm. is is I think where a lot of the dysmorphia in the PT bodybuilding weightlifting space sort of lies and I think we did have this conversation in person last time about how our PT friends you know we do see them go through those stages sometimes and it is very hard because uh to to try and pull them out from that space because Mm -hmm. they work in fitness Mm -hmm. and and looking certain way is tied to sort of their profession mm-hmm. and yeah I'm I'm just curious to know what your your position is on you know or what what you can reflect back about it yeah I guess I wanted to start with my own story like I was the same as what you're saying when I started working out it was purely for aesthetic it was purely to look a certain way and I even remember like engaging with a PT at the time, you know, you get your like two complimentary sessions. <laughs> and, you know, they ask you what your goals are. My goals are all aesthetic, you know, like mm. look more toned and all that sort of stuff. And I think that that's what PTs have to go through all the time is that they're, a lot of their clients are there for aesthetic reasons. Mm-hmm. And I guess they, if I was to com- like show compassion and empathy towards them, even if a PT didn't like would like to be there for like, more holistic health um they can't just turn away clients that are like just there for aesthetic like they can't be like oh sorry like yeah no they need to make a living too yeah that's (laughs) right so but you know this is just me talk I I don't know I don't this is just me trying to like show compassion towards them but yeah Mm. back for my journey it was it was like that and you know nobody yeah, nobody questions you on that they're like that's just what you do that's just what you do when you go to the gym but I I slowly realized it wasn't a quick realization it was slow but that that was not sustainable like for my mental health and for my physical health that wasn't sustainable just just moving my body for aesthetic was not sustainable Mm. because it's it's a never-ending journey then like this is my theory on it all but if you're chasing the aesthetics it never ends <laughs> like yeah. you get to a certain stage and you're like I just want more I just want more and you know maybe for some people that's what they want but for me that looked like a journey of never being happy with myself and I didn't want to subscribe to that and and I had to learn that through trying to subscribe to it and then being like what the hell like I hate this like I'm not happy I feel like I'm never enough I feel like I don't want to work out anymore because what the hell's the point like you know, like I I wasn't reaching certain goals, so what the hell's the point? 
And I had to then learn, and again, it was such a slow, slow journey, that where is the balance of still moving my body for health and mental health reasons, um, but not subs- but not doing it purely for aesthetic. Um, like, I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, it's not for aesthetic at all, because, look, I am human, <laughs> and there are still parts of it that, you know, are for aesthetic, and that's something I still, you know, work with, and I'm not saying that everyone should be like that. It's just I'm just how I am. But mm. now I'm at a point where my goals are more to do with moving um, and moving because it, I know that it makes me feel better physically and mentally. Um, I remember the switch because I remember saying, I remember when I would have a really hard day, I'd be like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, I can't work out because I'm so tired. But then I remember where it switched to the point where I was like, I am so tired. It means I need to work out because actually that helped, I don't know, like get rid of some stress. I hold a lot mm. of stress from work. Mm. um it actually helped get rid of some stress and that that could look like going for a walk that could look like lifting weights it's whatever but Mm. it's like when that switch happened in my brain I was like this is now I'm closer to a stage where I feel like I am moving my body for health Mm -hmm. rather than for aesthetics or just aesthetics yeah 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 and I think for me when you talking about you know getting to a point where you're tired but then you realizing that oh no I need to go work out I reached that stage I think when I started working full-time and then be you know getting to that point of like oh I'm so tired that's where the switch in me also sort of um started and it is about really like it is a coping mechanism yeah you know like putting space between yourself like your work self and your home self and putting at least something in between mm. whether that be you going out for a walk or you, you know going to gym lifting weights you know on on cable machines and whatnot whatever whatever that looks like for someone to sort of put a gap between the stress that you get from work to returning home and resting and recovering i think is incredibly important to recognize and it just so happens for the two of us now that going to gym is that is that spacer so yeah it it's just very interesting you know and we know that um it helps it helps with you know hormones and releasing of endorphins and you get out of gym being like yeah my muscles are sore but i feel great so it it is you know it is incredibly important to then look at it as sort of a no i'm here for the mobility related things and putting a spacer between work and home so yeah yeah Yeah. and that's what i'm trying to i guess model to the young people that i work with um but you know it is a fine line like i remember i'm thinking this one particular young man that i worked with and we talked a lot about gym because it was helpful for his mental health but then it became like yeah, we did touch then on body dysmorphia and then, you know, he was like not eating properly then and he, you mm. know, and then it became like it was good for mental health, but it became like a thing about aesthetic and looking a certain way. So um I guess like if I looked at the positives of that, it gave him a chance to like talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like he actually talked about it, where a lot of people go through this and don't talk about it. They mm-hmm. just push themselves really hard to look a certain way, but don't even acknowledge that it might be harmful for them and it's mm-hmm. you know it's not good it's screwing up 
their um, the way that they see themselves and their self worth. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. So there's definitely a, a bit of a fine line, but I'm trying to model, yeah, to the young people, the use of movement and exercise as a way to assist mental health and like physical health, sort of a thing. That's where mm. I'm sitting at at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, but the important thing I think young people need to recognize is that they're still growing. You know, so there are things that they need to sort of do so that their body can develop in a way that they can reach full maturity when that time comes. So, like, the whole chasing aesthetics thing is a little bit tricky when it comes to talking about this with young people because by virtue of them still growing and still getting taller and still having to deal with those wild hormonal variations um, can do very strange things to the body. So, you know, trying for them, I think trying to manage all of that, the whole puberty thing on top of trying to adhere to societal norms and pressures around body image is such a, it must be such a struggle some days yeah it must be I feel for them because it's like oh, it's like the trickiest but honestly like teenage hmm. life teenage years is the tr- so tricky because that is the point where I think society and the, your peers um what they think about you is so important at that time in your life yeah. and but that's but you're right like that is the point in your life where you need to be like just doing what your body needs to grow but then it's also this, you know, aesthetic and the what people think of you is so important. So they're like clashing, like mm-hmm. it's a forever clash. And I can't imagine. Well, I remember going through it, so I can imagine it's tough. It's bloody like tough to balance all of that out and then still try to like grow. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Unpack This Brain. If you want to find us, we are on Instagram and Facebook. Just search our handle, Unpack This Brain. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a rating and review wherever you are listening to us. Maybe share us to a couple of your friends as well. If you'd like to share something with us, Feel free to leave us a comment on our latest posts or send us a DM or even send us an email unpackthisbrain at gmail.com Our theme music is taken from a track called Spirals by Tanda. You can find their music on dantanda.com forward slash music d-a-n-t-a-n-d-a dot com slash music We are created and produced by the lovely people over at Great Mates Podcasts. Feel free to subscribe to any podcast created by Great Mates wherever you're listening. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast has been produced on the lands of the Larakia, Turabul and Jagra people and would like to pay our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander First Nations owners wherever we are living, working and creating.